This is Women With Books, a collection of conversations about your favorite books, media, and all of the fabulous things in life. Curated by me, author Lindsay Emery. I'm so glad you're a part of today's chat. Hello, everyone. This is Lindsay. I have a confession to make. I have been sitting on this interview just waiting until the Duchess of Sussex has that royal baby. But it is April 29th and she has not had the baby yet. Apparently, she is waiting on me. Watch. I'll release this episode and it will immediately send Meghan Markle into labor because that's basically how my episode production life works. Um, I gave my baby name predictions in this chat with Mallory and Kristen, but since then I have had a dream and we all know that I listen to my dreams. I dreamed that Meghan and Harry had a baby boy and named him Frederick, and they called him Freddy, which is really cute. So now I have to change my official baby name predictions, okay? It's still going to be Theodora for a girl, because I have to. Megan, you owe me one since, you know, I have apparently controlled your womb with this podcast. And for a boy, I'm still going with Henry or Frederick. And yes, I'm probably way, way off because these two parents are completely their own people and they will have amazing taste and pick something that none of us have even thought of. But those are my official women with books, Sussex baby name, Sussex baby number one name predictions. You heard it here. There. And now, I also need to apologize mightily for not sending out a newsletter last month. Yes, people have called me on this. I'm sorry. It it wasn't you. It wasn't your email address. I did not send one out. There are lots of reasons for this, but In the end, there is no excuse. But, okay guys, I am publishing this episode. Today is April, Monday, Monday, April 29th. And I promise that there will be a newsletter by midnight, April 30th, 2019, US Central Time. I can't tell you exactly when tomorrow, but there will be one by April 30th, the end of April, US Central Time. Starting this year, remember, I'm including all the books mentioned in the podcast exclusively in the newsletters because you listen to podcasts when you're walking your dog and driving your car and you're not in book research mode at those times, but you're listening to a book podcast and you're like, oh, that sounds really good. So if you signed up for the newsletter, you get all of the books we talk about. You get extra podcast recommendations and extra Q&A from the guests. And I know you're asking right now, how do I hear this? That link to sign up is in the show notes. 
So with that apology and that promise, please enjoy this episode. Your Royal Highness, Meghan, Duchess of Sussex, if you're listening, you may now go into labor. Welcome to Women With Books. I have not one, but two guests today. Welcome, ladies. Hi, Lindsay. How are you? Hi, Lindsay. Thanks for having us. Oh, my goodness. This is going to be so fun. I have, um, I'll go ahead and say your names, and y'all can kind of go, hey, this is me, so everyone knows who's who. Um, We have Kristen Contino of the Royally Broke blog, and Mallory Bowling of the Palace Avenue blog. Do I have all that correct? Yes. Okay. Y'all want to just say who's who real quick? So I'm Kristen. And I'm Mallory. Oh, yay. Everyone sounds great. And um, I'm having you guys on because, um, one, we all have very similar interests in royal watching. And you two are also the two queens behind the Royally Good Reads Book Club. So we're going to talk a lot about royals and book clubs and blogging. And so I thought we'd just get kicked off with, um, I just picked it random. Mallory, you want to tell us how you got started with your blog? Sure. So um, I actually started off with an Instagram account and um, that kind of came about after I had seen a couple other ladies with some of their really awesome Replicate outfits. And, you know, for those that aren't in the know, Replicate is when people find outfits that are either exact or sort of similar to what Kate Middleton is wearing. And then that term has sort of slowly morphed into like Repla Megan for Meghan Markle style. Um, So I started off with that. And then I decided I wanted to expand my platform just a little bit into a blog. Then, of course, real life sort of got in the way. So I've become pretty delinquent with my posts. Um, Kristen's much better about that. Um, And then we just sort of started this great community of like-minded, royal, loving women across the globe. And then from there, we really became friends and started a book club as a result. So that's kind of my story there. And Kristen, how did you get started with Royally Broke Blog? So kind of similar to Mallory, um, I had an Instagram account and, you know, as Lindsay knows, um, I'm a fiction writer as well. So I was on Instagram, you know, for my author stuff. And I've always been a royal watcher. I mean, my whole life interested in the royal family. And I kind of felt like I needed to separate that a little bit from my, you know, fiction stuff. Um, so I started a separate Instagram account, and actually I chose the handle Royally Broke because a manuscript I was writing at the time, the woman was writing a blog, and that's what it was called. Um, so I chose that account. I was like, eh, if I end up selling this book, then that'll be handy to have. So I had the Instagram account and just had it private for a while, just, you know, kind of for me to post about real office and things like that and then eventually I decided you know what I'm gonna start a blog Um, it was right around the time Megan and Harry got engaged and I had thought about starting a Megan blog but 
you know, there are a few out there that are popular, and I thought, okay, I don't really have, like, a lot to add there, um, so I kind of wanted to put my own twist on it and talk more about royal fashion, but also just lifestyle stuff, um, travel, like, I travel to the UK a lot, and that kind of things, even, you know, like, housewares or, you know, whatever, like, general lifestyle, um, like an Anglophile lifestyle blog, so I decided to start the blog in January 2018, and then with the royal wedding, it kind of took off, um, did a lot of media interviews and all that stuff. And I got so busy with that. And I also write um, for a website, Royal Central, now that my royal stuff, um, I also have a royal podcast called We'll Never Be Royal. So that kind of took over my life. And I don't really write fiction at the moment, um, but I'm sure I'll get back into it soon. I'm kind of taking a little hiatus to figure out what I want to do I think but yeah that's kind of how I got started with the blog and like Mallory said I think I've become a little bit delinquent lately on that because I'm super busy um, with Royal Central but I do try to post you know at least once or twice a month so it's a lot of fun I will definitely put links to all your blogs, Instagrams, and other podcasts in the show notes because I know other people are going to want to look those up and hit follow Um, and Kristen you went to did, you went to Windsor for the royal wedding, didn't I you? I did, yeah. That did was you great. Meet, you went just for that. It wasn't like you already had a vacation planned, and then they said, oh, we're getting married. Like, no, no. I specifically, <laughs> like, my husband laughs because the day, you know, they found out they were engaged, he woke me up. Like, we woke up, and I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. So I'm, like, jumping up and down. And I was like, we're going to Windsor because back when Will and Kate got married, um, we had a, we were in India for a while for his job. So we were coming back from India through London and it was just, you know, obviously planned through his work timing. We were there like three weeks before Will and Kate got married. Um, and you know, I missed it. So I was devastated, you know, when they announced the wedding date and I was like, we're just missing their wedding. And, you know, there was nothing I could do about it. Um, and he said, when Harry gets married, you know, we'll go over. And at the time he was like naked in Vegas. So there was no way in hell we thought, you know, he was getting married anytime soon or maybe ever. So now to be clear, <laughs> Harry was naked in Vegas, not your husband. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we were, um, sorry. I'm taking a uh, moment to regroup. So anyway, he said, yeah, you know, we'll go over. And so when they, you know, got engaged, I was like, yes, we're going for the wedding. And he was like, oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm like, remember that promise? (laughs) Which was funny. So, um, yeah, we I booked it like as soon as they found out the date. I was like literally on my computer, no joke, like booking a hotel for every weekend in May because they said it's going to be in May. But they didn't say when. So I was like, I'm going to book a hotel in Windsor every single weekend in May and then cancel like the other ones, you know, the other weekends, which ended up working out great because I never would have got a room otherwise if I had waited until they said the actual day. So that's what I did. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is so smart. So when did both, I and y'all can just jump in whenever, when did y'all get started following the Royals? Was it since childhood, since um, Diana, or, or I'm not sure exactly how old everyone is, but... <laughs> I oh that's that's a tough question. Um, I think kind of peripherally, I was interested in the royals just you know throughout my childhood, um, just because they were kind of like a constant fixture, fixture you know through like TV and media. And um, my aunt is actually British too, so 
sort of with all of that influence, it was just kind of there. Um, it really took off for me probably um, when I was in law school because that was around the time that Kate and William got engaged. Um, one thing that was really cool that actually happened before that is um, the college I went to for undergrad, um, the College of William and Mary, has a royal charter. So back in 2007, I was actually able to meet the queen when she came to campus for a visit. So that was really exciting um, and definitely one of those like life-changing experiences. Um, oh, that's but, really amazing. I never, yes, I yeah, didn't know that they... Crazy. Charters didn't get revoked after you revolted. I didn't know you met the queen. How did I not know this? <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. She wore this great hot pink outfit. Um, so that was that was fun. Did you get a picture with her? No, they wouldn't. Oh, that was terrible. But um, yeah, like that did. needs to be your banner on all your social, man. <laughs> we could take pictures of her, but yeah, she did just kind of like a quick walkabout. And then um, went to like the the main campus building and rang the bell and it was really cute. <laughs> Took a little carriage ride through Colonial Williamsburg and yeah, it was fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess probably 2011 or I guess 10 when they got engaged. But then like obviously the wedding and and all of the like Kate mania that started with that was you know really when I started following them and following the fashion side of things but then also sort of looking at like their charity work and because of course I want to look at it, them in terms of the whole picture not just you know the fun fashiony side of things um but yeah that's that's definitely when it took off and then I sort of like quietly replicated so I would you know look around for different pieces that kind of look like their style or whatever but I didn't I didn't do it any systematic way um like some of my friends would you know make fun of me when I was like oh that looks kind of Katie I want to maybe try that or whatever um so it it didn't become anything serious until oh when did I start I think it was like March 2017 maybe um and I had sort of followed Megan separately um, because I loved suits. It came on when I was in between my first and second year of law school. So it was, you know, a great legal drama and kind of a way to decompress from like all of the stress. Um, so I loved the show and I loved her character and I had followed the TIG pretty religiously. I was wondering, I was going to, that was yeah. one of my questions today. If y'all followed uh, the TIG, Kristen, yes. did you? No, I didn't at all. I actually had no idea who Megan was until it was announced that they were dating. I was like, I, who is this? I had to Google her. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but I, I heard about her blog at the time, and then people started, you know, bringing up things that were, that, that, for those that don't know, the TIG, and I don't even know where she got that name from, was the name of, like, her lifestyle blog or mm -hmm. something. And, and, and that was actually how I got interested in her because I thought this woman does have taste and she has a viewpoint and she has like very strong um sense of style and like I said a very outs not I wouldn't say outspoken but she definitely had a viewpoint on things and I yeah. really was like well, that is really unique for um a potential princess to have in this day and age maybe and maybe mm -hmm. not but we were just so used to Kate who was kind of just this Oh God, she's been voice almost. Yeah, and she yeah. just she's for she's become a woman since we've known her. But I think when she first started dating, you know, Wills, she was just what nineteen, twenty. Yeah, very young. So anyway, sorry to interrupt. <laughs> 
Kristen, have you already have you always followed the Royals? Yeah, uh, my mom was always a huge fan of Princess Diana. I mean, I'm sure I watched the wedding when I was a baby, you know, really little. Um, so I just grew up with that. Um, she was a huge fan of her, and you know, my grandma loved the Queen, and it was just kind of you know in the background. Um, not, I mean, I was interested in them, but I wouldn't say I necessarily like super followed them because, you know, I was a kid. Um, but I remember, you know, when Princess Diana died and being devastated and all that. And, you know, I studied abroad in London and I remember some, someone I knew said that they saw Prince Charles, like they were just like walking around and saw Prince Charles, like at a movie premiere or something. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm so jealous. But it's not like I made a point. And this is also, I mean, I'm in my late thirties. Like this is before like social media and everything. So it's not like I really had like outlets to find out what was going on necessarily like we do now. So it wasn't like I made a point to like, Oh, I'm going to go and look for like Royal events or whatever. Um, it wasn't really until Will and Kate got engaged that I was, you know, I think more interested. Um, and like I, kind of followed the, their relationship in magazines and things like that and I had a Prince William book this is super embarrassing it was like I have it upstairs in my house still it's like the boy who will be king and it has like teenage William on the front it's like, <laughs> like a teen beat like special edition book um, but yeah I I think became you know more interested um, when they got engaged and started following more closely you know than I had in the past and um, yeah I went over you know like I said I was in London right before their wedding and I was like buying souvenirs for the wedding that I wasn't going to which was sad uh, <laughs> but and, you'll treasure you'll treasure them anyway yeah I, I have Christmas ornaments so I was like sadly taking pictures of all the memorabilia and the signs up <laughs> you know but, but of the two weddings don't you think that Windsor maybe was more accessible to the public than the first one maybe not but with all the park mm, in the no Not really, just because, I mean, it's so much smaller, Yeah. so in terms of, like, hotels and things like that, like, like I said, I had booked hotels, you know, immediately, but when they, the day they actually announced the date of the wedding, the hotels had already been gone, like, it's just such a small town, like, there's not that many places to stay, like, a lot of people came in on the train from London, and you know, how to get, deal with all that. Um, mm. So I think that was a little bit of a hassle um, just because, you know, it's just not a huge city. And there was, you know, a smaller route. Like, they're just, I mean, everybody, it was very well managed and it was great. And, you know, I didn't have any complaints being there at all. Like, I, it was run so smoothly and it was very impressive, actually, um, like how many people were in this, like, tiny town. And it didn't seem, like, insane to the point where you're like, oh, my God, like, you know, nervous or anything like that. Um, and nobody was like pushing or shoving, like everybody was so happy and just friendly and like happy to be there. So that was great. Um, I think I got on a sidetrack, but <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, 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 I want to come back to this definitely because we're going to have some, um, other Sussex news to talk about, but, um, I, I mentioned, and this is one of the things I think my audience is really interested in is your, your book club. And so can y'all, talk about how you got the book club idea and and how you decided to set it up on Facebook of all things. So (laughs) our book club actually came about because of your book. So I posted about, yes. True story. 
Oh my I gosh, I didn't this. notice. No. Yes. So I posted the cover reveal um, when the Royal Runaway was, you know, yeah. launching the cover thing on Facebook and Instagram and everything. And I posted it and Mallory commented and was like, oh, this looks great. Like, wouldn't that be fun if we had a Royal Book Club? And I was like, that's a good idea. So I asked her if she would help. I said I would do it if she helped me run it. So we started talking about it on the side and, you know, decided that Facebook was the best platform for this. Cause you, I mean, you can't do anything like that on Instagram. There's really no, like, good way. Um, so we decided to start it as a Facebook group. And we invited, you know, some of our friends and promoted it on our, you know, blogs and social media and stuff. And now we have... But do we have like 300 members, I think? Yeah, I think so. That's yeah. crazy how fast it grew. Yeah, it's... it grew really quickly. Um, I'm looking at our group now because I was like, I don't even know how many members we have. Yeah, it, it was great, like how fast, you know, it became popular. And we have a pretty engaged group. Um, we switch between fiction and nonfiction, so we try to, you know keep it different um right now we're reading um fergie's memoir which i love fergie so it's really fun um and we discuss it you know the last week of the month so we give people the whole month to read it and then we just um take turns posting questions in our facebook group i i well just as a side note i love fergie too and i would always try and talk to people about her last year and when i was promoting my book and i got some gentle feedback that they were like fergie's old and no one wants to talk about her. Oh, like, no. like, I really want to talk about Fergie. She's, she's like... She's great. She's a very interesting person. Here's a memoir in a book club. You can go talk to her. Anyway, um, Mallory, what's, what's your best advice to other people who are interested in setting up a book club on Facebook? Honestly, just jump in and do it. I mean, I had sort of dreamed about being part of a, a book club, you know, for years because, like, they're sort of romanticized in a lot of different media. I was like, oh, that would be so fun with, you know, such a great group of people and we get to discuss awesome books and everything. And, you know, never in my wildest dreams would I have thought it would be in sort of this, like, great open space medium where, you know, people can come in at whatever time zone they're in and answer questions. It's, like, very informal but still structured. Um, yeah. I agree. So to kind of just, you know, roll with the punches and see what really works best for you. Um, you know, find a variety of books to try and have something that um, fits everybody's taste and, you know, come up with great questions and most importantly, to have fun. Definitely. And Lindsay, as you know, you know, you were one of our author guests. Mm-hmm. Um, we try to do author question and answer sessions, um, you know, as often as we can, not every month. But, um, you know, when possible, we do. So I think that helps um, kind of draw people in and get participation up when they know that an author is going to come into the group and chat with them. Um, We had the Fug Girls Mm -hmm. last year, which was very exciting. Um, We both love The Royal We, and that's like one of my personal favorite books. So that was great. Um, And I guess, yeah, my other tip would be because we have people from all over the world in our book club, we really have to um, just make it open. Like Mallory said, like it's very informal. So we don't have a set time. I mean, obviously for an author discussion, we have to have it, you know, they're here for one hour and you can ask questions when they're there. But the rest of the time, it's like answer whenever you can. So like we post questions throughout the day. It's not like our book club is at 5 p.m. Eastern or whatever. Um, 
it's like literally you know whenever one of us can start in the morning we'll do it and then we'll post them throughout the day just space it out so people um can pop in and out and it kind of caters a little bit more to um you know different time zones well i really love it because it's a really great example of how social media can be used for good and not evil. Um, <laughs> it's positive, it's fun, and I, of course I enjoyed when y'all had me as an author um, because as an author you try to respect reader spaces or a lot of authors do like you know I'm not going to jump in a conversation if I see people talking about my book generally because I want them to be able to discuss you know, critique it if they want to <laughs> without yeah. me listening. Um, so it was really nice to be invited in and to answer questions and then to duck out if you don't want to pick your part. That's fine. Yeah. Um, but it, and I'm sure other authors feel tonight, you know, it's, it's a real privilege to, I guess what I'm saying is to be able to come into a reader space and, and get involved. And I'm still a member and I see it pop up on my Facebook and I like check out to see what books y'all are reading and stuff. And so I think, um, you kind of mentioned it, that you go back and forth between fiction and nonfiction books, but I know I've seen you say like, oh, these are our two options for this month. So I forget, do you vote or do you you just kind of do you guys hold the final say so about how to pick a book it's kind of a mishmash um sometimes we've had a book kind of on our radar um like i think there's been one or two times where we know something's coming out a certain month so we'll say okay you know in december we want to make sure that we get this you know royal holiday book that's coming out because it'll be like perfect timing um so we'll kind of earmark that month with that specific book but other times, um, if it's not something that we've sort of talked about before, then we'll say, oh, you know, do you have an idea? Do you have an idea? And then we'll kind of put them together and then put out a poll and see what people want. And then in this case with the Fergie book, the Fergie book is actually what was the runner up, I think, last month. So, yeah. So you read the Royal great. Nanny. Yeah. So we ended up doing both after all. <laughs> Interesting. So what do you think people like about reading about royals fiction and nonfiction. I mean I think it's escapism like huge escapism especially for Americans because we don't have a royal family and we're not part of the commonwealth or anything like even in Canada the, the queen is kind of like you know always there in the background um she's on the money yeah, yeah. exactly um I think here it's, it's such a something we don't have and it's a fascination um royalty in general i mean i know like my british friends joke that you're like you guys are more interested in the royals than we are <laughs> so i think that um yeah i mean I, me in particular i think it's kind of like escapism and it's you know like a fairy tale yeah absolutely what has and I want an answer from both of you on this one what's been your favorite royal book that you've read in the club so far and you don't I'm taking mine out so you don't have to feel like y'all did read the royal we I'm gonna go yeah sorry I'm gonna jump in okay, <laughs> go ahead. Uh, oh my gosh I had actually read it um a couple of years ago when it first came out so it was it was a great opportunity to reread it and then some of the like burning questions that I had for the authors 
when I had read it the first time when we were actually able to ask. And now that we know that there's a sequel coming out. Yeah, um, so excited about that. Uh, that'll definitely be on our book club's radar in the future. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, they were always like one of my all-time favorite books. So I was happy to reread that. But I will give for my answer The Gown. Um, by Jennifer Robson, which was an amazing book. Um, It's about the women who worked on Princess Elizabeth, now the Queen's wedding dress, um, and it's historical fiction. It's really, really good. I highly recommend it. Are there any other royal books coming out that y'all are excited about? Um, I think there's one called Princess coming out about, like, Queen Elizabeth's early life, and I'm really excited about that one. Mm. That's by Jane Dismore. And, of course, y'all saw the new Jasmine Guillory one that's coming out this December. I think so. It's the Royal Holiday or something. So two of the books we really are looking forward to that come out this summer are The Golden Hour by Beatrice Williams, who's one of my absolute all-time favorite authors. I love, love, love her books. I can't recommend them enough. Um, And it's about the Duke and Duchess of Windsor in the Bahamas, I believe. And then there's another one um, called Meet Me in Monaco about Grace Kelly and um, that royal wedding. And that's by Hazel Gaynor and Heather Webb. So that is a definite must read for us, too. Yes. Yeah. The Windsors, um, for those that don't know, the Duke of Windsor was appointed to be ambassador to or I don't know if it was ambassador something to the Bahamas. Oh, I didn't know that during World War II, yeah, and which is really interesting given his German sympathies. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, to what extent okay. were they just trying to get him out of Europe and not cause any problems? Um, I don't know. I don't really know all the history about that. But, yes, I'm going to be reading those as well. Um, what is there, well, is there an, a real-life royal or royals or subject about the royals and we can go any royal family that you would like to read more about and you haven't yet i would i'm really interested in the swedish royal family actually Mm -hmm. and um i haven't read any you know biographies or anything like that on them although i'm guessing if they exist they're probably written in swedish which i do not know so i should probably investigate that um but i feel like i need to expand you know some of my non-fiction reading out of the british royal family but that's you know primarily my interest and you know when i write for royal central um i primarily focus on the british royals but also i do write um about the Swedish royals as much as I can because I find them very interesting and down to earth and just like seem really cool. Yeah, definitely. You agree with Swedish? (laughs) I would definitely agree with Swedish. Also, I would say um, Mary of Denmark is really interesting, kind of given her background, having come from Australia. I love the whole story of how she met Frederick and how he was just you know this guy named freddie at a bar when they met during the olympics and that's like such a cute story and how she's definitely you know in the same situation that a lot of us wish that we were you know a commoner swept off our feet by prince charming that sort of thing um so i'd be really interested in, in reading a little bit more about her life and kind of how it changed from being just a normal person 
in Tasmania to being, you know, the wife of the future king. So that that's pretty cool. And also, I love the Monegasque royals, too. I know we sort of talked about them a second ago with um, the books that we're looking forward to. But um, I, I do love um, Princess Caroline and Stephanie and Prince Albert and all of their kids. And so I definitely would love to read a little bit more about them, too. Yeah, I, I'm interested in that book. Um, I really don't know much. I don't particularly follow um, them. But what's funny is I met, I went to my husband's high school reunion last year and found out this guy, he went to high school with his cousins with Grace Kelly, and he was like over there and was hanging out with them. I was like, wait, what? And I didn't know this until like basically after we left. So I couldn't ask him any questions about it. And I was devastated. (laughs) My husband's like, oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, because I guess if you're cousins with Grace Kelly, you're cousins with Prince Albert, too. (laughs) Yeah. He's like second cousin or whatever. Oh, my God. Because she's from, you know, the Philly area. Um, That's where I live. So, yeah. That's so cool. I love Princess Mary of Denmark and her husband. I love. I totally agree with you. I love that story. And I, as we were talking, I was wondering, since she is Australian, I wonder if there's some Australian books that we would be able to get our hands on and be able to understand because they'd be in English and not Danish. Yeah, there might be. I'm sure there are biographies on them, and I just admit I've never looked for them. They just... Also, I I went down a rabbit hole last year, and I posted some pictures on my social of them, and they just are... They look like they're really into each other, and uh, kind of like Megan and Harry do, too, sometimes. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> yes, keep that spark alive after four kids and a set of twins and yeah. wearing all the crowns. Do oh, it. I just Googled this while we're talking, and there's a book called Something About Mary from Girl About Town to Crown Princess, so we can okay. read that. <laughs> Excellent. That would be good. And I agree we're about really the... Summer 2019. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And I agree about the, oh, you said it better than I, Monegasque, is that how we say it? (laughs) Yeah. Um, They are definitely kind of the family that I would want to go hang out with at the disco. You know, they are the ones that are like partying and going ahead and, you know, drinking all day. And I don't know, you just have this feeling that they are probably the least um, formal of... (laughs) all of the houses. I'm not really sure why I get that feeling, but uh, probably because Albert had girlfriends in every city for a while. Um, Anyway. um, (laughs) What? Okay, both, well, we've already established both of you follow uh, the British royal family very closely, and uh, we've talked about Meghan leaving a social media imprint. Is there any indication that Kate and Meghan are readers, or have they ever talked about books or carried them around or anything like that i think I know, they both yeah are. yeah um megan right sorry let me say it again megan <laughs> wrote about um books on the tig mm-hmm. pretty frequently um so there's kind of i think actually on megan's mirror they have a list of um books that she had read oh check that, that out up. yeah i'm pretty sure i've read that on there before um Kate was pictured in a bookstore and she purchased the Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society, um, which is one of my favorite books ever. It's so good on Audible. And yeah, I'd imagine that she's, you know, a pretty avid reader. She seems like she is. I love how I'm saying that, like I know her. But (laughs) I know Megan, um, yeah, she definitely posted about books on the TIG, so she seems like she's a very big reader herself. 
If you could recommend one book to Kate and or Megan or both, what would it be? Well, since we know Kate likes historical fiction, I would recommend a book that I just finished. Um, I just went on a trip to India a couple of weeks ago, and this was one of the books I took with me. Um, the Alice Network, which is... Oh, yeah, that book's so good. Such a good book, yes. It takes place in two separate timelines, and they converge at the end, and it's just such a beautiful story, and I, I hope she would like it. I, I think, think she, would. she would if she liked the Guernsey book, mm-hmm. since I know her obviously Uh, (laughs) I'd give her content warning for torture because she's a new mom and she might not you know feel comfortable with that part but um, I just know when after I had kids then I got really sensitive about like I remember my husband was watching this Bruce Willis war movie and I was like I can't take it (laughs) so Kate just just a content warning but it's a good book in the end (laughs) yes a little bit of torture but it's great yeah all about females doing the job do you have another book that you would recommend Kristen? on that note i really loved um the lilac girls i haven't read that one was kind of universally um, yeah no it's historical fiction but it's tough um it's about world war ii and there's definitely you know concentration camp storyline um it was an extremely difficult book to read at times but it's probably one of the best i've read in a while um it's really excellent and she has a prequel that i think just came out or is about to come out um martha hall kelly is the author but it's really good historical fiction and i think it's just important to read and you know know those stories and remember what happened and kind of understand it um so i think if yeah if if kate does like historical fiction i think she might enjoy that book um megan seems to like yeah i have all you know interests all over the place some of the books that she listed um i think she likes kind of like self-help type you know non-fiction books um maybe a little more serious i guess you'd say mm-hmm. and that's not typically the type of book i read so i don't know if i really would have a recommendation for her i wonder you know they say didn't they say that she was getting like um tutored by charles on british history and things so i wonder if she's kind of you know um, switch gears a little bit and reading about the British side of things. I don't know. Yeah, um, I could definitely see that. Um, I loved when she had her Instagram public still. She would have a lot of her books in kind of the background of a lot of her photos of her house. And even some of the most gorgeous coffee table books were ones that I just absolutely wanted to gobble up. Yeah, I think it was the cover to it. It had, like, different rooms of, like, famous people's houses and things like that. She had, like, different fashion books. But then, you know, on the flip side, she would have, like, biographies and then, like, the Tao of Pooh and the Tay of Piglet and Who Moved My Cheese. So, I mean, her interest clearly ran the gamut. Aww. I would honestly recommend maybe something like completely different for her. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe like something really fun. 
Yeah. Like a chick novel. Like <laughs> Shopaholic. Like Shopaholic. <laughs> yes. Which I just posted about Shopaholic. Um, Christmas comes out in October. Sophie Kinsella is one of my favorites. She's just so fun. I'm putting that on my list right now. So fun. It's just like pure entertainment. We were talking about the Windsor wedding, and we're coming up on the first anniversary. However, probably before the first anniversary, um, our newlyweds are going to be expanding their family. I don't know. What do you think? Or is it going to happen before their first anniversary? Oh, I don't know. I hope so. I'm so excited. Oh my gosh, I mean, that would I, be wonderful. I would be shocked if it wasn't because she said she was due end of April, beginning of May. That was like her quote. Um, I just thought it was a com- crowd. I just thought it was a complete misdirection. I swear, I thought it was a honeymoon baby and the baby was coming in March. So the fact that she's still pregnant now and we're recording this the third week of April, I'm um, I'm astounded. So now I'm like, well, maybe she wasn't due until the end of May. You know, I, I don't know. But she's so petite, it's hard to tell, right? Because... Mm-hmm. I, you know, she needs to be standing next to a normal sized person. <laughs> um, I don't know. So, okay, we got to talk predictions. Um, do you guys think it's going to be a boy, girl? I'm hearing lots of people say twins at this point, maybe because she was carrying large. I don't know. What do y'all think? Oh, I'm going to go with girl. Yeah, I, I'm going with girl too. I don't think it's twin. I know a lot of people have been saying twins. I don't. I don't know. They they said baby in the press release. So I feel like they would have said babies, but maybe they wouldn't. I don't know. And do we have name predictions? Not Diana. No. Yeah, no. I don't really have a prediction, to be honest. I feel like they could go either way. Like, they kind of have a little more leeway to be slightly less traditional. Mm-hmm. Maybe like a traditional middle name. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they used Diana as, you know, like Charlotte um, has Diana as one of her middle names. Maybe Francis. That way there's still homage to Diana, yeah. but it's not quite I think as direct. Spencer would be really cute as a first name. Oh, I love that. But I don't know if that would be too, you know. On the nose. <laughs> not controversial, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I heard I read something online that since the boys, the boys, the grown men who are William <laughs> and Harry, um, they did sort of have a falling out with their uncle, the Earl of Spencer, and that perhaps that wasn't going to be on the short list. But I feel yeah. like Megan also, um, she she makes bridges, mm-hmm. so you never know. Oh, behind the scenes, she might be you know reconciling everybody. Yeah, I don't know. that would be nice. I um I I don't know. I was hoping if it was a boy, I just I don't know why they maybe y'all know. Why couldn't it be Henry? And do they not do the name for the father because they're royals, but there's like Henry the Ninth and t- <laughs> I don't know. I just love I don't the know name if Henry. it just is like kinda of confusing. You know what I mean? Like especially in the media if you're talking about oh like Harry, and then it would be like, oh, which one? You know what I mean? Yeah. 
that they he's such a Harry he's not a Henry and that's his given name so that's why I was thinking maybe they could make it where I just love the I thought of a little baby Henry would be so cute or like a Theodore or Theodora yeah Teddy would be cute Teddy oh I love that I I could see that because it's a Dora Doria connection there Mm -hmm. with her mom yeah and um and then I also think it, I, I'm a big fan of Camilla. I don't know. How do you guys feel about Camilla? I love Camilla. I'm oh, looking great. like currently okay. sitting at my desk. I have a card that she signed that she wrote to me because I sent her a copy of my book because I she's a huge reader actually. Camilla champions a lot of literacy causes. So for her birthday when she turned 70, um, I sent her a copy of my book. And so she sent me a card back with, you know, she wrote my name and like personalized it and everything so I have it in a little frame on my desk I didn't know that she was I thought it's so cool I didn't so many people send them stuff and I and they've been saying oh you should send a copy of your book to them and um I actually have the English copies maybe they'd want an American copy I don't know um because I have a different cover in England um but I should because I bet I could get something back oh yeah for sure (laughs) But uh, that is kind of awkward, too. Like, here, read about this made-up princess. Um, <laughs> yeah, mine isn't royal-related, so maybe a little bit different. But still, at the same time, I think, yeah, you'll always get something back. I just think Camilla is a hoot. She's another one that I think I would want. I'd want to sit next to her at a dinner party and be like, all right, give me the scoop. Oh, yeah, and, absolutely. Um, yeah, she's I have just a, so, like, seems so warm and engaging and... Just people have said, I mean, a lot of the royal reporters say that she's their favorite member of the family just because she's just is very, like, a warm person and mm-hmm. is kind to them and just, you know, class act. Not that the others aren't, of course, but I think she maybe a little more than others is, like, more engaging with um, people. I love the overtures that she's made to both Kate and Megan as they were kind of entering into the royal family. I think that was really cool because she didn't have to kind of go out on that limb, but she really made sure that they felt warm and welcomed. And I think that that's just wonderful. Yeah, that was the first um, appearance that Harry and Meghan had, right, after their wedding was with Camilla and Charles. Yeah, Yeah, they had a garden party garden party one of my friends <laughs> went to a garden party she got invited um she moved to scotland um to be with her partner and she was working with an organization over in scotland and ended up getting invited to a garden party this was a few years ago so it was before megan was in the family or anything um i don't think kate i don't know if they were married yet or they might have been married but i don't think she was there but she's not really, like, interested in the royal family, which is, like, the terrible irony of the situation. I was like, no, why can't I go? I'll take your invitation. <laughs> oh, that would have been so amazing. It would have yeah, been. actually, I'll have to ask. I'm going to Scotland in June, so I'll have to actually ask her more about it because at the time it was just kind of like oh yeah i'm going and i was like what (laughs) like she posted about it on social media i don't think i ever really heard much about it but i think she said there was so she said there was a ton of people there so i don't think it was really a situation where you're like oh you know chatting for a while with someone i don't know if she actually even met the queen or anyone there but 
I'm sure it was cool to go to at least. <laughs> How can people get in touch with you if they want to talk more about replicates and baby Sussex and all of our good topics? So our book club is Royally Good Reads. So if you just search on Facebook for Royally Good Reads, um, you can request to join. We just ask people um, a little question, like, where did you hear about us? So we know people aren't, you know, random crazies. Um, and then we'll preview to join the group. Mm-hmm. And I am on Instagram at Royally Broke and Facebook, the same Royally Broke. And Twitter, I'm Royal Kristen C. Kristen with an I. And a K. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not Ian. If you're a Kristen, you agree with me. Not Ian. <laughs> Ian. Um, and I'm at royallybroke.com. Cool. And you, Mallory, how can people get in touch with you? Um, so also via the Facebook group for Royally Good Reads on Instagram, and that's probably my primary method of contact. I am lady.m, as in Mallory, dot replicates. Um, and I'm on Twitter, and I this is super embarrassing. I actually don't know my handle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm looking it up now. Um, I thought you were Palace Avenue. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's Palace underscore Avenue. Um, yeah, so I just reused an account that I had had for years and years and years. And I just basically go on there to get broiled news. I'm not a huge tweeter. Um, but I love seeing what you guys post. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Instagram's more my, my medium of choice. Well, thank you both for being on. This has been a great conversation, and I know we could probably keep talking and talking and talking and talking and talking about royal fashion and books and babies and weddings and gossip, but I have to let you go. So thank you so much for being on, and um, I'll see you in the book club. Thank you so much for for having us. us. This was great. Thank you for joining me today. If you love this conversation, please leave a review or consider supporting the podcast at the link in the show notes. For a list of books discussed in this episode and other fabulous content, sign up for my newsletter at womenwithbooks.com. And remember, keep reading.